Hello and welcome to my cast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Richard. And boy, has it been a long time. Yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Uh, four weeks? Yeah, it's been busy. It's been a busy four four weeks, at least around here. I don't know how you guys, although I know, Greg, you were telling me that you were being pretty busy the last couple weeks, too. Yes, though the housing market is down, my architectural office is swamped. How does that work? Uh, Because we're not buried in or, you know, dependent on only housing for our work. We are diversified. And by the way, who's on the wireless connection? Is that you, Richard? No, I'm not on the wireless connection. I'm hardline tonight. There's a whole lot of interference and noise coming through, but that's all right. Oh, well. Okay. I wonder if it might be. Maybe it's this little program right here that I have running in the background that might be doing a lot of that. So I will turn that off. Turn those porn sites off. It just causes problems. Uh, but it's been so long since I've been able to get over here. Uh, we don't want to hear about how you know long it's been for you. Hey, um, Richard, have you been getting an email addressed to Shaft? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. I haven't looked at the mail in the last oh, week or so, and I do apologize. Like I said, it's just been a real Not, busy nothing new weeks. there. Yeah. I'm just looking. I got there's a. It looks like Big Bryant's in a mail he adjusted to Shaft. Um, yeah, I see you've been nice enough to forward them on. No, the, I, Should I be don't an forward them. Forward or something. It's on. It's an auto forward now. <laughs> oh, right. So uh, let's still no see. guarantee he's going to read them because he never gets around to it. But hey, I, I do get around to it now and then. So, so all right. So what do you want to talk about? Well, I guess we could start with going to uh, Midway Mania, since we are recording on a eventful day. You know. Oh, yeah. Had Toy Story Midway Mania opened today. Well, something, yeah, what? something more important happened on this day in history. but you know. What happened on this day in history? June, June 17. Oh, sorry, wrong day. You're pulling a George <laughs> Bush, aren't you? Pulling a George A.W. Bush. George September what? 7th, a George H.W. Bush. Oh, it sounded like A.W. I'm like, what planet are you on? Uh, George, were you thinking today was September July? Yeah, yeah, that. I was a little ahead of myself. Oh, <laughs> oh Okay, I was like, wait a second. Don't... I knew that's where you were going, Greg. I knew. Uh, well, <laughs> Midway Mania opened today. We wrote it... Um, we wrote it a couple weeks ago or a week ago, whenever that was. I've lost track now. Yeah, about a week and a half. June sixth. Yes, and I have an evidence where Richard looked at his phone when I was calling him. He looks at it and then promptly hits the hang up thing. And I well, I have it wasn't a hang up. This. It was to send a voicemail. Same and difference. I had my reasons for it too. Yeah, I had my reasons at wait the time. Wait a second. Hey, wait, speaking. It, did, did Greg, you have a new look? No. I'm just you don't. My, I'm just my youthful self. You, you have a new do. What's that? Did you, you, did you, you have a new do? I, a new do. No, I, I shaved. Yes, I you shaved. You shaved? Yes. Okay, yes. shaved. And, and anything else? Hair back. I, yeah, I cut my hair to the no, the length I used to keep it with a little bit of spike in it, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. a little spikiness there. And? And nothing else. My natural color is uh, shining. Your nat- so natural good. color? To gray? 
your natural color back in high school. <laughs> hey, you know what? So, so wait a I, second. I have my hair. You, you've been hitting the Grecian? No. <laughs> no. That shit doesn't work. Uh, oh, he's speaking from experience. Okay. <laughs> so you just went straight. You just went straight for the hair dye, then? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what brought this on? Why not? I have hair. I get to do things with it. Yeah, but okay. So what? <laughs> you, you guys polish yours. I might cut mine occasionally. You know. I, I'm I'm interested to know what the what the. Um, motivation was the what turn of events occurred to make you say screw this i'm shaving off the gray hiding the gray on my head nothing nothing you lie see the silence is what the silence is the silence is deafening all right who's got right, the speakers on because now it's i'm getting the feedback are you getting a little bit of echo are you yes i was okay Echo, echo, so, echo. So, uh, anyways, a couple. No, no, I, I, I want to know what. <laughs> you just woke up one day with the hair up your butt and said, ah, "I'm going to do all this." No, my hair's on my head. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have. To. So when you say you have a shock, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> anyways, so you changed your looks. Nice. Okay. So cool. on okay. to Midway Mania. And and it, and it was and I gotta tell you, it was enough that it really threw me off because when Greg came up to me and gave me the old "aha, I caught you" because he was watching as I forward his his uh, phone call to voicemail, I'm standing there looking. You know, first of all, I need to set this up. I'm in a hurry. I'm try. I, we had the tickets to go see uh, Midway Mania. But at the same token, it's also the awards night for my daughter's Girl Scout troop. So we have literally 35 minutes to go get into the park, go on this ride, and then get out and get to the awards thing, the end of the year awards for my daughter's Girl Scout. So I, and I had just gotten off the phone with the with another friend of ours who we were making arrangements for me to sign them in. So I'm I'm in a hurry and I'm looking. I'm going and. You guys joke about it, but in this particular case, I'm con- I can't walk and talk at the same time. So I figure, okay, I'll just forward to voicemail real quick. And as soon as I get into the line and I'm standing there in line, I'll call him right back. And so he comes up and does this. Aha, I caught you. I'm watching you where you look right at the phone and you saw it was me. And I look right at Greg and I go, who the heck is this guy that's coming over here and bothering me? And I looked at him. That was Greg that was bothering me, and I look at my phone. Yeah, it's Greg, and I'm looking at. I, it just, it, I did not recognize Greg right off the bat. I've only known the man for how many decades, and it just caught me off guard. So, see, Greg. So I do apologize, Greg. I, I really, I, you know, my yeah, attention. yeah. I have witnesses. Galactic Heroes saw it also, and then we so, saw you make a leftover to the. T- tortilla factory for somebody who was in such a hurry and then after the attraction was over you managed to dink around in the uh the shop at the end of the attraction for a little bit so somebody wasn't in too much of a rush i you know i i let's move on to the attraction get up you bring it up so i'm going to sit here and defend myself we ran to the tortilla factory. It was busy, so you we went past it. That's why we were so far ahead you of you. Not in line. 
you weren't that we far ahead. We passed. Stopped, we stopped and got sourdough bread and was only, yeah, you know, 10 people behind you. We didn't bother stopping. We went straight over to the right. Yeah. When we got out of the ride, uh, I uh, had a few uh, extra uh, minutes. Uh, you were there, so I oh, wanted to say hi. Actually, I, I actually edited it out of the show where you said you were going to be late and you didn't want to be on the show. You're, oh, you're not recording this, are you? You'll edit, won't you? Uh, okay, another yeah, paranoid credit. person. But, yes, I edited that out even though I did put, you know, I edited from the show, yeah. but you weren't all that much rushing. You're like, oh, we'll be faster, believe it, no big deal. Which is nothing new for Richard. Even tonight he was, you know, had to be jostled out of his slumber or his stupor, whichever it was. But I've been up since one this morning, so that's oh, I don't want to hear it. Okay, so Mike. on to the attraction itself. Uh, Mike, you have not yet experienced it. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, okay. Um, it, you know, it, it wasn't a bad attraction. It's still, you know, an attraction generated at the, you know, video generation. It's, you know, when they, they remember Richard back when we were still bowling and we worked with a certain attractions mechanic. I mean, he may not like the term mechanic, but, you know, pretty much pretty much is um he told us how we would have the best audio animatronic on property of all the parks at this attraction we're like this this is very exciting little did i know that was just going to be a barker out in front and that inside the attraction there is not one animatronic yeah it's all video screens inside it's all video screens and you move from video screen to video screen and there's nothing in between i mean there is a little bit of theming of uh, decoration well i wouldn't there's like board, you know, large size board games, things like that. Um, Which I, I would say are on the verge of being old fantasy land, just cardboard cutouts that were kind of put, put pasted there. Yeah, a little, little better than that, but I understand it. But it wasn't as because of the lighting for the video. There was it wasn't really dark lit, lit or black lit. Um, the, the ride vehicles are kind of impressive. They're they're very large. You sit back to back in two vehicles on this big almost call, uh, uh, dumbbell type shape you know if you're or if you look at a dog cookie flat it's kind of the, yeah. the larger mechanism that the the cars are set on uh, the building's very ornate very Victorian uh, it looks very nice um, if you listen to the podcast I put up that for when uh, Galactic Hero Jimmy and I were in line I asked him a lot of questions I probably sounded like an old you know an old dumb guy that didn't know how to use video but it was partly to you know bring him out to he had been on the attraction to kind of describe to the people in the audience what it was going to be like to actually be on the attraction so it's pretty easy to figure out uh, it's fun but you know we're spending all this money for yet another video game ride through the the outside of the building always impressed me it has that victorian look kind of like uh the uh, Hotel Del Coronado down in San yeah, Diego. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, I have an architectural eye, and you're just an amateur. But I understand where you're going for that. It oh. is far more ornate than what is on, you know, Paradise Pier now, and it's, it's a step in advance, you know, step forward. In some ways, it kind of reminds me of the Main Street at Disneyland or Disney World. It's got kind of that, you know, very ornate gingerbread additions to the, the building. But you know, again, the attraction's fun, but you know, it's another dark ride. It's a, it'll be very popular, I'm sure, because of the video game aspect of it. But you know, as far as story or experience, yeah, it's another, it's a, an extension here again of a Toy Story theme, which I love Toy Story, so I have no problem with that. Um, 
I was actually surprised. I, I scored very well for my first time, 100, 102, 120, something like that. I usually don't do that well on buzz. I'm not a big buzz fanatic anyway, so I've never really practiced at it. But uh, Jimmy kicked my butt pretty well. But um, it was fun. You know, again, fun. I don't know if I'd wait more than 45 minutes for it, and that might be pushing it. So. Well, I'll certainly bring cr- – uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it'll – if it's anything like Monsters, Inc., the last thing that opened in DCA of that caliber, there was lines for not quite a year. Well, even Buzz. And now it's – You know, Buzz has its moments. It's got its times where it's busy. And then there are times where it's not exactly walk-on, but it's, you know, it's it's much more acceptable or palatable. Twenty minutes. When it says twenty minutes on the outside, it's still fairly quick. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, this is not a continuous loader like Buzz. It stops, but the one good thing is the um, the people who need assistance are loaded separately, so it doesn't uh, slow down the, you know, the cycle time of the attraction, which is good. Though I did think there was a lot of down moments in the attraction. Maybe that was still, you know, shaking it out during uh, the cast uh, testing, you know, the guinea pig testing. Because there were times where we sat, and unlike Buzz, where, you know, if it breaks down or a wheelchair needs to get on, whatever happens, you're just sitting there racking up the points. You can't do this in this attraction. Once you're done with the game... If it doesn't move you to the next one, you can shoot, but you don't get any score. Yeah. So it's practice time, if anything. And there was quite a few of those moments where we just waited. It's almost like we finished every game. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, you know, like I say, it could have been a, uh, just practicing uh, delays and not used to the attraction yet. Who knows? But, you know, again, it was fun. It's a CD ticket, you know, probably D ticket for technology, C ticket for, um, you know, theme, dark, theme, theme dark ride. We could have done, you know, another large audio animatronic show for me, but you know, it's the kids will like it. It's the video, video generation thing. Um, yeah. You can see why there will be no lap sitting though, because it could be dangerous. <laughs> that lap bar comes down you're locked out well, well no, no, no. Locked. I'm, I'm talking about the mechanism of the the gun and the way it operates if you were to lapse it uh you might get slammed. smack somebody in the face yeah so now you were go ahead i was gonna say and of course on this date today it opened up with that big fanfare and all the uh opening with the uh, little green army men coming down out of the sky and landing in the water. That was fun. Cool. Now, I understand also um, the house of yesterday's today's looking for tomorrow's future open. The the house of the giant commercial for Microsoft, Honeywell, and Hewitt-Packard opened up yesterday. And I have yet to, you know, I've gone I went through the house as recently as just, what, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And we were t- we were kind of joking about it because it looked like they had a heck of a lot of work to do in there. I didn't, We were thinking we were still about a month away, and they opened it yesterday. So I'm really curious now to take a look and see what it is. You'd be surprised. We I've got a project going on in downtown Orange, and last Friday it looked like there was no way they would be opening this Friday they were delivering food today 
I mean, it, it's pretty ma amazing how quickly the last touches and uh, work can be done, especially when there's a deadline and uh, penalties for not making the deadline, things like that. You know, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah we still had studs. I mean, stud stage. It going on a couple about a week and a half ago. Studs, so. I mean, drywall and paint and finish. I mean, that, it can go up so quick. It's it's yeah. it's unbelievable. So yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, it'll be curious. I know um, interventions has been closed for the last week because they were uh, making making it ready for the opening yesterday. I was hoping you're gonna be able to tell us about it, but since you can't, let's move on. Um, well, I can't because I haven't. I haven't been around well, on that. Exactly. We were hoping you would. The, uh, and you, you haven't. So I've been you busy have nothing on for other us. projects. So, so let's move say? on. Um, we're gonna go on to email, or what? we got tons and tons of email. Tons of email. Yes. Okay. Tons. Oh, yes, and it's been so nice and kind that Mr. Mike over there has created a mail site shaft at micecast.com. Thank you very little. Well, it's better than having... Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's better than what? I forget it. Bad pun. Um, so, moving on, mail. Okay. I've got one from Darth Vader. Remember, we're an intergalactic podcast at this time. Uh, we are. <laughs> okay. It says, thanks, guys, for reading my last email on the show. No problem. After listening to your ticket discussion, another topic came to mind that you may or may not want to try in, the, in a, an upcoming show. Looking at the park from time of inception in 1955 to 2008, what would each of you consider the premier attraction for that de decade as well as the most underrated attraction of that time? You can either break up the lands or you could just do it as a park as a whole. I would be hard-pressed to narrow my selections in the 1980s and 1990s for the premier attractions in the whole park. Uh, if this is too hard a task, it would be for me. You could also do a top three for that decade. Decade, and he's you know got it broken down, you know 55 to 59, 60 to 69, um, so on and so forth. And again, thanks. Thank you for the phenomenal podcast. I love the banter between Greg Bat and Shaft. Back to the treadmill for another hour and a half, Scott and Phoenix. Nice. Yeah, Let's I thought see. that was pretty good. So that would actually be a pretty good show, so we, we could do that. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's definitely some things that stand out on particular decades yeah, there. So we'll so. stick that in the back of our minds and eventually get around to it. Shouldn't take a whole lot of uh, you know research for that, yesterday land, anything, anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Would be fine. Yeah. All right. I've got a whole bunch of these flagged. They got one here. It's a show suggestion. It's from Zach from Florida, who is Dr. Epcot in the forums. Seen Hi. that one. You've seen that like, one? That's good. I, I like this email. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. Hi, Greg, Mike, and Richard, in parentheses, Shaft. Oh, We've got to get that Shaft theme going, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we played that in high school. How appropriate, Richard. We played that in band in high school. I'm yes. about to listen to show number 102, the time ticket time machine. But before I'm, but before I'm listening, I decided to get involved with the show and send a show suggestion. Please excuse me if this show suggestion has come in the past. I'm still going through the archives. My suggestion is, if Walt came back from the grave or the ice cube, not yeah. I put that in there. You uh, and you were chosen to give him a tour of the parks. How would you show Walt the parks? For example, what order would you take him on attractions? Would you point out the details in the rides or stay quiet? Would you suggest what to order at the restaurants? Would you invite <laughs> Walt to Westfest, etc.? 
I always think about this topic and while I'm at Disney World and would like to know your opinion on this weird but interesting topic. If you can do this topic on a whole show or even just a few minute discussions, it would be appreciated. Great job on the show. I look forward to it every week. I actually yeah. dig that idea. We should do that sometime. I like it. You know, we, we had something yeah. very similar to that a little while back to somebody and we talked that oh, that my, would make a great show yeah, it must and we have been just a never long did it. while back is it's not ringing my bell but yeah but uh, yeah that, that would be that would definitely be a fun one I, I could go for that one all right we got one here from um let's see it went to mike also volunteering my services for Westfest. Uh, that was from miles yeah from miles with some great lighting possibilities for next year's uh event so that'd be good i don't think we need to read all the details because uh, it's, no. it's more of a uh, please let me help, and we will be like, yeah, right away. So, uh, moving on, let's see what this one. Uh, nope, that's for something else. Okay. Uh, you got this. So did Shaft, but he doesn't read his email, so can't do anything about that. Uh-huh. It's from Brad on the Mitten. Not quite <laughs> sure what that's supposed to mean, but. Uh, uh, Michigan, probably. I don't know. Yeah, the state of, the state of Michigan looks like a, a mitten. Okay, maybe uh, not quite as straightforward as Matt from PA, for example. Right. I was wondering what you thought about the use of 3D in the parks. Hey, this is a good question considering what uh, Shaft and I just did recently. Now beyond the original implication of in 3D movies, they are now using 3D as far as I know in Spaceship Earth exit area Project Tomorrow. Now, I was in there, and I don't remember 3D. And at the Simmons area and interventions in Disneyland. You might be able to comment on that, Richard. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I do know that one. I'll is Siemens, I'm sorry, is, is Siemens in, uh, interventions at Disneyland? I, I don't yeah, remember. It's, it's upstairs. It's a medical. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> really? Siemens yeah. and medical. That, that Simmons. Means. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Being a right coaster myself, I don't know much about Disneyland. However, they also have the discussion of yeah, they also have the addition of Toy Story, which utilizes 3D. And now Interventions at Epcot is also using it for a new area called Stormstruck. So what do you think is 3D played out? Now, we could go into this a little bit without going too long, I think. Um, That's a good one for, yeah, considering what, like you said, uh, with the opening of Toy Story, I think that would be a good one for tonight. You know, I yeah, well, I'm sure we're going to move on because I don't think this will take us forever. I, I kind of get where he's going you know some people thought for a while all we were getting were theater and around you know we, we you know we had both magic kingdom and disneyland had a theater and around we go to epcot we got two movies in the round um 3d is, seems to be the latest thing yet it's an old technology from the 50s right right yeah but everybody well, had a three had a 3d or 4d attraction everything park did right yeah, I mean, SeaWorld sea does, Universal does. Yep. Well, now I'm trying to think. The last time I was at SeaWorld, they had a motion-based simulator. I don't remember 3D, but if there is one, they now, have the so, haunted lighthouse. Oh, okay. 3D. Well, there was a uh, when I saw it was a pirate thing, you know, where oh, the pirate thing too. Yeah. Okay. And of course, there's Shrek three, Shrek 4D, which I have not seen. Um, That's okay. I've, I've heard pros and cons on it. Yeah, so everybody's done this 3D, 4D experience. Um, Star Trek. St yes, Star Trek, which was done very well, I thought. 
Um, Got to keep our eyes out on that, by the way, just because, you know, it is rumored to close in September. So we got to keep our eyes out. Might have to have a little mini meet out there for that. Uh, I don't know. You know, the 3D worked pretty well in um, the Toy Store Midway Mini. I was a little concerned, I have to admit, because, you know, in, in Buzz, at least you have a gun. You're kind of pointing it. It's based on the the laser or LED beam, whatever it's shooting. <laughs> Yeah. In this one, you're dependent on communicating between pulling, yanking a string, and it communicating with where your device is pointing at a 3D screen. And, of course, since it is 3D, that means there's, what, uh, there's three projections going, correct? No, it's, it's just... Out of sync, or it's, it's one, two, but they're... It's two projections. If, it, if it's the same as what the usual 3D is in this technology, it's two projectors that are synced that are showing the left and right picture and then the glasses, you, the polarized glasses, your right eye seeing one, your left okay. eye seeing the So other. there's potentially, when you think about aiming this thing, potentially there seems like there could be some room for error, depending on, you know, there's two projections. Which projection is it sinking off of, you know, and all that? Well, go, go ahead. Well, without going I into have all an explanation the, well, on that one, well, I don't necessarily want to go into all that detail, but I'm just thinking I was a little worried if it would all come off okay. You know, I've got to wear these glasses. Luckily, I no longer wear prescription glasses, so having to wear them over or under is something I don't have to worry about anymore, hopefully for a long time, which I'm very happy about. But, you know, it does seem like every time we turn around, there's another 3D uh, thing. Um, I don't know. Is it played out? It's It's been a while. What was the last 3D attraction before Buzz or before uh, Midway Mania? In Disneyland? Disney, Bugs Life. The Disney parks in general. Just take both. Bugs parks. Life? Bugs yeah, Life. Bugs Life is what I can think of, yeah. And that's been a while. Yeah. And so, then, of course, and, Captain and that, Neo. That's, or not, that's still a Vista. movie. That's still a movie as opposed to uh, an Midway Mania. Is a, it's a ride. It's an attraction. Yeah, but, but granted, think about it. If it was a full 3D attraction where you had to wear those while moving around, it might not be so fun. Yeah, it might actually make people sick. In this sense, it's almost a movie. You roll up, you interact. You go around the corner, you interact. So um, it's just like real short vignette movies. Yeah. Um, let me let me back up. You had that question do, do on interventions. Oh, yes, interventions. Go ahead. Interventions on the on the Simmons display. What that was, or still is, I should say, as far as I know, it's still up there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they were showing how a doctor can go remotely. Doctor could be a thousand miles away from the patient and can use robotic arms and using 3D technology can be able to adjust and make the minute measurements because they can see the three dimensional. Uh, are so you, re- you, are had- you ready to trust that yet? Hell no. <laughs> Here, Although, we're going to do this vasectomy on you, and, and I'm in China right now, but yeah, I can still do this. So, so I don't you, think you so. Have, you have this three-dimensional <laughs> image that you're you're taking a manipulator and you're actually picking, you're reaching in and reaching out to pick objects and moving them around. Yeah, I think I've so, seen part of that, and uh, you know, so and that, they actually they actually are doing that though with uh, soldiers overseas that need something a little, a little bit more. They're uh, they've been using robot robots, well, robotics, yeah, but not doing it. I don't think in the manner that they're showing in the Siemens thing. No, that they, they get, they're getting a little 
going further. So that and and you do wear the three D glasses because you're looking at a, a video screen that has the three uh, D there. But that's not really a hyped three D attraction like you oh, know it's not, a, it's, a it's Shrek or a Midway Mania. Or, what that you know. one was was hey, this is some technology we can use, and hey, here's a new way of showing off some new technology that's coming up. I understand, and, and this new weather thing, Stormstruck, I, you know, it's it, without seeing it yet, hopefully it'll be open when I go at Mouse Fest to, to kind of see what it's about. It sounds somewhat <coughs> interesting, but, so I don't know, it, it sounds it, from you guys like you don't think the 3D thing is necessarily overplayed so far. Is Magic newer than Bugs Life? Yeah, ooh, yes. Good question. I'm yes. pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah. That All right, is so that's, that's the that's, most recent thing. That's the most recent one in Florida, and we were supposed to be getting that out here, too. Because Muppet Vision's been around for a while, right? Yeah, we've heard that rumor, but... Well, you know, yeah. now, okay, now that you put... Okay, you put some stuff into perspective here that... Not that I forgot about, but I wasn't thinking. So we got we got the Muppets, right? We've got uh, Philhar Magic. Now, per... Let's say... Let's look at that per park. So in Disneyland, we have now two... I'm not going to count the interventions thing because it's pretty yeah, you minor. can't count interventions. Uh, no. We got two semi-major attra- no, well, well, in Disneyland, one 3D Just attraction. Yeah. With the the. Honey, I struck the audience. Honey, yeah. I wish the audience would go away and rebuild that into something else. Uh, yeah, that one, and yeah. we have two in DCA. You're counting Midway Mania then. Oh, mid well Midway and Muppets. And, oh, and three. Bugs Life, Bugs Bugs Life. Life. Three, that is correct. So we got three in that park alone. You go to the Magic Kingdom, you have Philhar Magic. That's it. Right? Right. Okay, you go to Epcot, you've got supposedly something at the end of uh, Spaceship Earth, but yet I've not heard anybody talking about getting 3D glasses on it, so I'm not really well, sure about got, that one. You got Hista over at Hista. the Imagination. History, yeah. Honey, I shrunk the audience. Is that yeah, imagination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one's there. But I'm saying, I, I'm going back to Spaceship Earth. I, have you heard anybody talking about 3D glasses? No. Or doing 3D no. in some other way? Maybe um, maybe maybe a 3D attraction on the exit area. Yeah. But oh, not that's on right. the attraction that's, that's itself. Right. You're right. In the exit area. So you got Honey, I Shrunk the Kids over there. Um, that's the only 3D thing I can think of in Epcot. Animal Kingdom, obviously, Bugs Life. That's Life. the only thing I can think of there. Yeah, it's really slow and think about it for a minute. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then we go over to the Disney Hollywood Studio, or Disney's Hollywood Studio. And what do we got Muppets. there? Muppets. Muppets. And Midway Mania. And Midway right. 2 there. So, I don't know. Uh, I would say no more overused than... You know, dark rides or uh, animatronic rides or movie rides. I mean, how many? Some people have complained for a while that everything's a movie. Can't we have some, you know, actual attractions? So I don't know. Well, I, I, th- I think it's taking its natural progression. Everything because if we take a look back uh, originally with the Imagination Pavilion, let's go back to what 1984 at Disneyland when both parks had both Epcot and Disneyland had. Magic uh, Journeys. Magic Journeys, which was the... That was a lame. Was, that was yeah, such a lame. It was lame, show. but, it, but it, it, it was predominantly experimental, trying out this newer technology. Yeah, it really, it was an art It was an it, art film. It was the show it was you... was an art film. They, they were the first yes. 3D movie to go and underwater. They had a few other firsts in, the, in 3D. And it was really, yeah, it, when you put it in perspective that it went... It came from the Imagination Pavilion, or it was being shown at the Imagination Pavilion. There, it probably felt... A little more at home, where we got it 
just playing as a movie at night in the space stage probably didn't quite feel as at home as it did in Epcot. Right. But, no, it, but they, from there, we saw, they closed the theater. The space what? stage was closed over when they started showing Magic Journeys in there. No, no, the space no, stage was closed when they uh, moved to Captain EO. Correct. Which was the next step in progression of, okay, let's go beyond an art film. Okay, let's actually wait a second. Magic Journeys was shown in that Captain EO theater before Captain EO, but the theater was closed. They did not go, stop Magic Journeys, close theater, start showing Captain EO. They had. I believe they did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember seeing it outside. It was outside. Okay, that yes. Night. I'm not saying outside. it did not show outside. I'm saying that it was showing inside for some time before Captain Eel came out. Oh, if it did, it, it may have, it was, but it, it was originally started outside. Because Magic Journey started in, I want to say, 84. Late I, 83. I, I hear somebody going to yesterland.com. I'm going just to. Uh, I'm going to and Captain EO googly. Out six, I think. Googly. But in any case, so going on to the original point, Captain EO was your next one, so now it's going beyond art film. Let's actually tell a story with it. And then the next thing you have is Muppets, where you're starting to make the theater more oh, interactive. Oh, it, oh. And it's taking... Uh, okay. I don't think starting. that was a question, but I appreciate your, <laughs> your off-the-top-of-the-head research. In Wikipedia, all right, so let me... You know, the most trustworthy the... source of... <laughs> okay. Starting on June 16th, 1984, began its short run at Disneyland inside the new Magic Eye Theater in Tomorrowland. In January 86, Disneyland closed the show, and Walt Disney World followed suit on February what? 9th in order to make room for the new space adventure, Captain EO. Okay, run the first sentence again. Starting on June 16th, 1984, it began its short run at Disneyland Inside the new Magic Eye Theater in Tomorrowland. Tell Wikipedia they were wrong. I was there. No, it wasn't enclosed yet. Right. It was outside. We had to, they, they put covers on the sides facing both the Space Place restaurant and facing the Starcade. And it was still open. You could still stand in line up above on Space Mountain and look down into it. It was still yeah. an open stage. You know what's funny is uh, on Yesterland and Tomorrowland, uh, that does not even come up. They've got Captain EO, but they do not have uh, Magic Journeys. Yeah. So, but what what I was going on there is, I think it's just, it's the 3D effects. Now you have, you went to uh, interactive theaters with Muppets. It got a little bit more interactive with uh, Bugs Life. Now you have an actual attraction. It's been taking a natural progression using uh, the same technology, so I don't think it's been overused yet. It's not like the thing. Oh, this is a new thing. We're just going to keep building 3D movie, 3D movie, 3D movie. It's it's. Are, are you sure? But I mean, it's been progressing into uh, taking the same technology, but taking it to another realm, to another step. I don't know if this is that big of a step. You know, if they can give us 3D without glasses, I'm going to be all over it. That. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, and we, we saw some of that at NAB this last year, too. You know, I mean, obviously, if you can polarize glasses, then you should be able to polarize, you know, uh, a monitor to have a polarized screen or something over yeah. it. 
and be able to have do to, the same thing. There'd have to be something in front of your face, though. There'd have to be something between you and the projected image to do the yeah. polarization. No, ex exactly. Yeah. A, a polarized lens on top of the monitor or something. And that's what we were looking at at NAB. I, I was amazing looking at three-dimensional monitors where you're sitting there and you can actually see depth of field looking at a television screen without putting glasses on. It was wild. Totally wild. <laughs> uh, Magic Journeys, what did it say over on uh, Wiki? I'm always wrong, Wikipedia. About what? What, what, what year, did it say about what, what years? It said uh, opened Epcot October 182, directed by Murray Lerner. Do we care about Epcot? We know what we're uh -huh. asking about Disneyland, right? June, 6, June 16, 1984. And it ran until January of 86. It's got, it's got the correct year, 84, but, you know, with Richard, yeah. you know, uh, I am positive, having grown up here, uh, not no. on the East Coast and here a lot, it was shown outside for a it short was, period of time. Yeah, it was show, shown outside the first summer and then continued on with stuff. And then I think it was the following year, 85, they started closing it, and that's when Captain Neo, we started hearing about Captain Neo was being filmed. Okay, so we don't, or Richard does not think 3D is being overused. I think we have seen progression and technology move. I'm, you know, again, anything is overused if I don't get some animatronic attractions here soon because I think, <laughs> you know, I think something has been overlooked quite a Buzz bit. Buzz Lightyear. One Wilbur. animatronic does not count, and cardboard cutouts with little dots to shoot at does not count either. Wait a second. Yeah, Mermaid. Mermaid coming up. Well, Back again, is, is, is that not a dark ride? That's a dark ride. Okay, how yeah. many animatronics? Don't you think dark rides actually have animatronics versus stick figures that are jointed at the shoulder or somewhere to move? Well, it around? depends on what your definition of animatronics. Do we have to have pirates? That's true. In yeah, in the very loose, loose. Ex well, yes, yeah, so on the very. We have to have Mr. Lincoln in every attraction. No, no, no okay. Um, I mean, you take pirates. How many how many figures and pirates are stick figures with one range of motion? Uh, well, yeah. I'm I'm thinking actually. Let's take Haunted Mansion. Well, no, no. I was going to go back to an actual dark ride since this is going to be a dark ride. Go into um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. You've got some figures that are pretty much stiff, but maybe one arm moves. Uh, yeah. Do you consider that animatronic, really? Remember, audio, audio animatronics was defined with the Tiki Room. Prior to that, none of those were considered audio animatronic. 3D animation, right? Okay, right. Now, name a dark ride that's actually got 3D and animation both in the same. I mean, they're, they're now like Pooh has 3D figures. Most of those original dark rides, a lot of them were pretty flat. That, now, you know, they've uh, got better, but uh, I'm just saying... What the first time you heard audio animatronic, I can almost guarantee you when Walt introduced the Tiki Birds on yes. TV. Oh, also he, when he was talking about the, uh, um, who's it, uh, Carousel of Progress for the World's Fair, too. Okay, but that. Yes. And Mr. Lincoln. Yes, but what is older? Tiki Room's the oldest. Thank you. So Correct. moving on, you never heard him talk about that as far as a dark ride. So, yes, it may be controlled now by audio cues and all that, but I don't really consider that an animatronic. Now, Mr. Potato Head, though on the outside of the dark ride, very sophisticated. I was a little disappointed his eyes were having some video problems. You know, his eyes are not like unlike the face of Buzz. 
so, you know, people were asking what happens if if Mr. Potato Head goes down. You know, they shut the ride down. Uh, and I asked, what do they do to Buzz if Buzz goes down? If Buzz fails, let's say his video projection goes out and his face isn't there anymore, what do they do? Does the whole ride cycle out? Uh, Toast thought they would cycle the ride out, uh, not yeah. shut it down, but cycle it out until yeah, they got the queue done, and then they go in there and fix it. And it looks like for Mr. Potato Head, they could pull a curtain around it. Right. Now, here was my thought. On Buzz, why don't they just have in the ceiling a large box that looks like the box he comes in yeah if, if come, he if he comes down, down over him yeah just comes down over him he looks like he's a toy in the box now for to potato head he can close the thing i was impressed about potato head though programming wise this should be a piece of cake but to actually watch it happen i haven't seen it happen on any other animatronic before was he reached up he pulled his ear out moved it around and put it back in that's pretty cool. And I saw it from a distance, and I looked at Toast because we were waiting for some other people on the attraction. I said, did I just see what I thought I saw? He says, what was going on? I said, he pulled his ear out and then put it back. So, oh, yeah. So I went and sat and watched the whole cycle again, waiting for that. And then the whole time, his eyes were kind of given some uh, interference and stuff. But, you know, the lip movements, the movements around the, you know, he's... He is a position in the rotation where they, they've got a matrix of things they can say and kind of point people out. You know, you know, maybe number one says, you know, point at the guy with the camera. So they're able to at least say, hey, you with the camera. You know, it's stuff like you with the backpack. You know, things that you know are going to happen. Eventually somebody will be in plaid. Hey, you in the plaid. So they're <laughs> able, able to work some of these things out. No, I understand that uh, with uh, voicing of Mr. Potato Head is similar to the same technology they used with Stitch and with uh, Turtle Talk where they actually use a voice box and you still have a person that's actually seeing that and it's just being, the computer's I, just I don't know, I, Toast, I, I Toast, Toast, Toast told me that Don Rickles actually came in and did a bunch of recordings of a bunch of one-liners that they put together, so I'm, I'm hearing two things. I trust you both. I don't know which one has the actual story. I, I know Don Rickles did come in, and I know he did a bunch of recordings on things, but from what somebody was telling me, they're using a very similar technology to what they do on Turtle Talk. No, they may have, but, you know, somewhere there's probably something in the middle of both of those stories. But it is very cool. It, it looks great. Um, but, like I say, when we heard there's going to be this great animatronic, I expected some stuff in the attraction, not just the Barker outside. But he is cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so I got to say that that curtain I think was because of Buzz Lightyear because I don't think they thought they would they thought that much through when they did Buzz Lightyear and they have had those problems and what do you do with it? At least when they did Midway Mania, they go, okay, what do we do when there's a problem? Close the curtain. So yeah, well, you think they would have figured that out from the Magic Kingdoms when they have another Buzz figure that's right out in the middle, uh, you know, the queue. But yeah. you know, WDI yeah, but is as smart as they are. They're pretty dumb sometimes, also. But so. weren't both those attractions built pretty much? Mm, I don't think they were that close where they couldn't have thought of something to do. Uh, they were close, but not that. I mean, obviously they they thought to fix the guns, so you can actually you know detach them from the ride vehicle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving along, uh, we've got. Whoops, I skipped one here. Uh, see, Mike, you should have got this shaft. You should have also got it. This is called Disney's Doppelgangers. Hey, I wonder where I've heard that before. Hey, Mike, Greg, and Richard. I love the show, and I've been a frequent listener since episode 22. 
So, and what show are we on now? Like 102? Uh, I think this will be 103. So he's been a long-time listener, first-time writer. Uh, while... <laughs> Okay. Now that I first, I want to say first, I want to say thank you for continuing to run an interesting show. That I look forward to hearing each time you release an episode. Right there, the third sentence there. Oh, no, no, you skipped. Uh, you wouldn't know it though, as I tend to listen at oh, work okay. and at leave it at okay. that. First, I want to say thanks for continuing to run an interesting show that I look forward to hearing each time you release a new episode. Enough with the smoozing stuff though no that's never enough no, you we, guys we like hear it this. all the time no we don't keep keep it coming well actually we do hear it all the time but we still like to hear it as much as possible what so i we're... actually wanted to talk about were the disney doppelgangers while they have been the subject of their own segment on imaginary my way there is still something pertaining to them that hasn't yet been covered I recently heard a rumor that the main attraction expected in the Cars Land update to California Adventure might also rear its head in Florida. What's more, there's also word of Florida opening their version of the Mermaid Ride as well. While this may be rumor, do we have Midway Mania opening on both coasts? Yes. What are your thoughts on representing in more than one park? And I believe it opened first, too. I think it's been open for... Yes, for at least a month. What's more, do you think that opening well, this... I was going to say Midway Mania's official one in Florida was just like just this last week. But yeah, it had a sh- uh, soft opening about a month ago. Yeah, some podcasts have been talking about it for almost a month. So I, th- I think it's been open for more than a week. But well, I'm saying it, it doesn't really soft, matter to this official point. Thing, okay, moving on. What more, do you think that the opening of the same ride at WDW acts as a distraction for the Disneyland uh, Resort? and not a draw. Going further, let's say you guys had to make a choice. Each ride could only be in one park. Many doppelgangers exist, but you have to choose which parks the ride will be exclusive to, i.e. Pirates in California can stay, but the Florida one has to go. That wouldn't be a problem. You can, however, select only two attractions that you can keep in both parks. Uh, how will you? How will the parks change? How do you think this will affect attendance? A lengthy question scenario but with recent ticket time machine episode, I'm curious. My curiosity got the best of me. Continuing a great show. Thanks again, Otto Gans, age 24, Los Angeles, California, season assholder. <laughs> well, Is that this, what that stands for? This could be, um, you know, a whole show in itself. But yeah, that's a good. We could. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, his last paragraph could. The other parts about. Um, now, I heard the... Let's go back to the Cars thing at um, California Adventure. The rumor I'm hearing right now is the Cars attraction will be based off of test track technology. So it would be a fairly high-speed type Cars attraction. That's what I'm hearing. Richard, what yes. are you hearing? That, yeah, that's okay. exactly what it's going to be. So unless they open a whole Cars land and they already have test track, um, while it's sure, you know, it wouldn't be in their... Um, detrimental to open one in florida i haven't heard anything about any of that going to florida so let's move on off of that because quite frankly i I haven't heard anything about it they're Um, they're calling it test track 3.0 by the way 3.0 3.0 yeah i don't know oh you know what i know what 2.0 was but or could be it opened before test track but it was based off of text tracks technology and the only reason it opened first is because text test track was having a lot of operational problems you're talking about rocket rods? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, no, somewhere in some of these literature, 
things that they've been referring to it as test track 3.0. It's going to have, you know, where they have to have two cars side by side. And while they can't actually move that, pro, you know, they can't put two cars side by side in Florida, some of the programming can go to Florida for test track. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, I haven't really it, been reading up on it. so Because right. what's going to happen over here in California on what they've been describing on the uh, cars race circuit going across the desert is you'll be going across there and then eventually you will have two cars side by side that will be racing each other and it'll be by random choice of the computer which one's going to finish in the lead so you can have we my, uh, Greg and I, Greg could be in one car Mike can be in the other car Mike can take off first and Greg second but you can come back into the station reversed where Greg comes into the station first and Mike second because you're actually going to go through a drag race going I'm glad you explained that because I didn't get it. <laughs> um, so the, <laughs> the other thing was... Yes, well, I try to keep things well, simple. Well, see, if it's random and it's <laughs> racing, one could finish before the other. I got it without the but I, I just but I, <laughs> but I just found, I find that very unique. That it is can, kind of a cool, unique thing to do. Why not? You know, if the programming allows it, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Mermaid in Florida, who cares? You know, personally, I don't care if there's one on both coasts. You know, it's kind of nice to have an exclusive attraction. You know, we have Matterhorn, which, you know, isn't necessarily high-tech or that great as far as the uh, series of mountain ranges Disney's developed, but yet it's still kind of unique to the landscape and uh, skyline of Disneyland. So it's been nice to have that as a unique uh, thing. I actually think the uniqueness of having the same attraction is being able to theme them slightly different. You know, our mansion versus uh, their mansion. Exteriors being different, slightly different storylines or experience lines. Pirates, again, different exteriors, though I wouldn't mind if the one in Florida went away for, let's say, uh, the Western River Expedition that was supposed to go there. Things yeah, like yeah. that. But if a, another dark ride, like a mermaid opened there and it opened here and it was basically the same, eh, you know. Well, I, I would... I'll, I would take the first thing is, yeah, there's been a number of uh, joint openings. I mean, this Toy Story is right there with it, and you have the House of Tomorrow. I think they've opened up a very, uh, very similar attraction over in their Interventions at uh, Epcot Center. And, then of course, we have the one here at the Interventions. Yeah, I've, at, I haven't in, heard if that one's open yet. Uh, Buzz Lightyear opened within a few months of each other on both coasts. I don't um, think so. We can, okay. no. we can look it up, but I think you are again misspoken. But regardless, I yeah, yeah. let's change was, the subject. Regardless, uh, regardless, uh, what I was going to get to is I don't think they are a distraction to one another, and from the company standpoint, it saves an advertising cost because they can advertise both coasts simultaneously. Okay, that brand- that may be all well and good, but this is like you know my my buddy the ex. Uh, WDI guy, who when they were at, when he was at WDI, there was a lot of people trying to get uh, Disney or Imagineering to what we would call a reuse in the home market. You know, I've got this set of plans. I can put it over in this city or this town. It's the same exact set of plans. Maybe I'll just change the exterior a little bit, take off the shutters here, put shutters there. But then Maybe there's, look, there, there's look nothing like a you mansion over here and make it look like a New England Gothic uh, mansion over there. No, that that doesn't even fit because the the actual there's there's enough differences on the inside to make them. Yeah, I know. I'm this, just. I know you're just yanking my chain, um, but um, 
You sidetracked me in once. <laughs> I forgot. What, your, buddy, hey, your buddy from WDI. What, your ex-WDI. Yes, what they don't want, they don't want to do that. Well, at the time, they didn't necessarily want to do that because there needs to be some individuality between the two. You know, we can have basically the same track layout between Dinosaur and Indiana Jones, have two entirely different shows, slightly different programming, so not every motion is the same. Maybe the, the programming is exactly the same. I'm not that much into it like John Dubb and some of the other ones that can orchestrate the attraction as I ride through it. But uh, Same like Big Thunder Mountain. The, the tracks are virtually identical. With very, the, and very, very yeah. close. But There's very different stylization. Yeah, the, the average two. person wouldn't even notice it. You know, I, I would agree with you. Um, I would agree with you that was a past that was definitely a past philosophy. They did want to have some individualism with them. Uh, there was the whole big thing that each castle, every every park was going to have a very individualized castle for the Magic Kingdoms. Uh, so that was that it, there was a uniqueness between them. But I think the management that's been around now for well at least the last couple of years here, uh, last few years, has gone 180 about from that and just changed it so drastically. And I think well, why, even though why, did, why do you say that? Because I, the philosophy I'm seeing no, no, is no, no. Why, why are you saying that about the castles? I'm not following you. What why what well, what has you the guys have, in the last five to ten years done differently? You had Sleeping Beauty's castle. The way it was designed in Disneyland, yeah. Cinderella's Castle, the way it was designed in uh, Florida. Magic Kingdom, Florida. Okay. Now I will grant you the castle over in Tokyo is virtually identical. You could you'll correct me. I know on that one. I, I was waiting for that because I was trying to figure out what the management in the last five years has done to affect but castles that was any different from what had happened in the past. But that but OLC is a little different storyline than what the company. You go to Paris, and you have a very unique castle and, and there. Do you, do you know why that castle is unique? Because your no. your your point, I don't think, holds water in this point because there's, there's a very, very important aspect to why that one is different. And the Paris, the the Paris, Paris castle? One. Yes. I, okay. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I, okay. I want to see if Richard knows the answer. Because well, enlighten Okay. No, no, no. I want to see why. I want to continue your diatribe and finish it. Then we'll we'll go back and go over the finer details of it. Well, then I then you come to the back to the castle over in Hong Kong, which is a near replica of Sleeping Beauty's castle. Again. Near, near replica, I believe it's probably you know right off the blueprints from the Disneyland probably. one. <laughs> in fact, I think part of the idea that they were sold is they were getting Disneyland almost in as it was originally designed. I mean, if you notice. The the hub or not the hub town square has a um, gazebo. Now forget that they would never fly an American flag, you know there, and we have an American flag. If you look at the early early drawings of Disneyland, there was a gazebo Zebo. like you see in a lot of town squares. Yep. Yeah. So. So anyways, so enlighten me on this uh, Paris. Okay, so thing. you will admit between okay yes Disneyland to Florida two different castles. We go to Tokyo, which was the old guard, right? The yes. old guard rebuilt pretty much the exact same uh, castle as you have in Florida. So now yeah. we jump years, because it had been years since we'd built another Magic Kingdom. And yes. 
in a foreign and now in a foreign land uh, or another in a foreign land. What does Europe have a plenty across yeah, the so, countrysides? Thank you. Yeah, so. What would make the Cinderella Castle? What would the Cinderella Castle be if it was in Paris? Just another, just another friggin' castle. Just another, yeah. What would that be? Is um, just another. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get you know where I'm going with that, right? Well, just another freaking observer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, because again, it's, it takes its styling from a lot of the European castles. So the castle in Paris had to be more whimsical. It had to be more. Um, idealistic. It had to be more fantasy. It has nothing to do with old guard, new guard, changing the castle at every park. Because obviously the old guard, the people who worked under Walt, had no qualms duplicating the Florida castle in Tokyo. But I also think so. That you can't blame the current guys for not changing the castle in Hong Kong. I'm not. I'm not blaming them. Well, that's exactly just, what you said. You didn't blame them have, necessarily, but you said the old, the new guys just don't have this philosophy of making changes. They're just I, duplicating no, what I'm we've say, had in the past. Saying that, that there is a new, the the current philosophy that I've been seeing is they like being able to duplicate functions at on several different areas and then be able to coordinate it on a campaign type deal. Okay, nice, nice double talk. We can roll back the tape some other time. Uh, when do, you know, and actually, from an advertising, when you're doing an when you're doing a brand new campaign that says, "Come visit this the Disney parks and see Toy Story," well, are we talking about Disneyland or are we talking about what Disney World? Well, yes, well, yes, we, we are. We we have learned with the 50th anniversary that they can celebrate Disneyland and never show Disneyland in the advertisement. Because everybody knows Walt was there to open up Walt Disney World. I know. <laughs> that just blew me away for the 50th anniversary. You see these ads in California for Disneyland, and they show Walt, and they never show Disneyland. Uh, well, they no, they show Walt, and they of the castle, and then it bled in. Cinderella's castle. That's what ticked me off yeah. and ticked everybody else off. Well, not everybody, obviously, but okay. Well, so everybody that I talked with. I will agree with you from a marketing point of view. Really, or uh, debuting two attractions at the same time on both coast or worldwide makes a lot of marketing sense. But as far as what a lot of us would like to see f from the like from what the way the old guard did it, maybe you wouldn't do that. But from a marketing sense, it makes total sense. Now, let me ask you, Richard: When did Buzz Lightyear, from from your memory, open at Disneyland? Buzz Lightyear opened at Disneyland about. Three, two thousand three, or four. Two thousand two, two thousand three. I want to say. Okay, and you think it opened at the same time as Buzz Lightyear's uh, Space Ranger eh, spin? The, I want to say about two years, maybe ninety nine. So Four wait, years. wait, wait. When did it open here? Two thousand three. You said. Um, that's a guess. That's a guess. Two thousand three is my guess. Ninety nine, two thousand over there. I was ninety eight in Florida. Okay, so four years apart. Uh, four to five, depending on when you actually think it opened here. Uh, yeah. So, not quite well, a dual opening attraction. Four years is a, a significant amount of time between attractions, in my well, 
my opinion. It is, yeah, but I, the big blah, thing blah, I think. Blah, 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 don't go back. Blah, 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 don't blah, blah, blah me. Yeah, but. They, it's they too late, I've already blah, blah, blah you. Blah, 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 you too. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you know, because like you're over in Florida, you already had your, you know, dreams take flight, your favorite attraction that they could just change over and. Well, no, it was, it was uh, what was it had called? To build an Omni mover over here. It was Dream. Now, it. Richard. Dream, oh, if Richard, you had wings. If you had wings, Richard, 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 you, Richard. I'm that sorry. Is much more than just changing Dreams. the inside of the attractions. I'm sorry. That's Canadian. That's that's the Canadian Make-A-Wish program. I'm sorry. Yes. What, what is it? Dream Flight, whatever okay. it is. Yeah, if you had wings to whatever the other one was, to Buzz Lightyear, is more than just changing a few backdrops. Give me a freaking break. Still an Omnimover attraction. So what? You don't, you don't have to build any oh, superstructure okay. oh, to it. Christ, You're just changing sets around. <laughs> just changing sets. <laughs> well, I think it's a little more detailed than that. Did you change the track in there? Uh, no. You know what? I cannot guarantee you, you that put, it was not changed. So, but you have to put a. You have to still have to install a targeting system. Yeah, you know, we can we can ask Earl on that one if he remembers. If I I would guess that they could have used the same, potentially the same rail, but it's not exactly the same kind of vehicle. So and I don't know. We, I, you know, they might. We, it might totally be the same one. We put we put a stereo system in Space Mountain, and it didn't really. I mean, it wasn't that much of a change in Space Mountain until the 2005. You know, that comparison uh, is absurd. <laughs> That's absurd. Give me what we 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 change, we put it we put a how can you compare a whole new attraction like Buzz to if you had wings to freaking Space Mountain adding speakers in the damn cars? <laughs> that is absurd. We're moving kind on to another email. Absurd. We are moving on to another email. That is so absurd. Okay, this is from Conrad with a K. I've never seen Conrad with a K. Wait a second. We're going to go back to that last paragraph of this email, though, for a whole show, right? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Each right, all right, all right. Yeah, definitely. That, that's good. Um, Conrad. Yes, yeah, we met Conrad at Westfest. Yes. Uh, hey, that's funny. It was emailed to me and to somebody named Mike Kachmar, who is not you. I wonder if he accidentally hit his first mic and it didn't go to you, so it only came to me. Because it's saying to Greg and Mike, and this other Mike's probably going... What the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Greg. I, yeah, that's yeah. Who's Greg? I just want to <laughs> say thanks for reading my emails and including it in your podcast. I was wondering if either of you guys have a chance to ride the new Toy Story ride. Well, I think we've answered that. My yeah. friend yeah. is a cast member, and she got to ride and says it's really neat, like Buzz, but with a little twist. We'll be in the park on Sunday. Let me know if you guys have any plans to go on Sunday. Thanks. And I did email him back saying I'm sorry I missed going Sunday. So. Okay, moving on, because I got a ton of these. Liana, which we met at Westfest, um, she writes, hello there. And she wrote hello this there. only to me for some reason. Just finalized my plans to the NNFC convention. Are you going? Well, I am, by the way. I don't know for how much, though. I, I may be going just for that thing we're doing. Uh, she also RSVP for the Bob Gurr movie night, which I totally forgot about, and I was going to go. And that was last Saturday, so damn it, I missed it. Uh, so thanks, Liana. That was a nice little email. What were you going to say, Mike? Uh, any more word on that? 
Uh, what date is? No. If you made and piss and moaned about all this and it turns out to be the day you can't go, <laughs> I'm going to be just freaking pissed yeah. off at you. Yeah, all okay. right. We got one from uh, KFB388 who doesn't leave his that's, name. That's Conrad again. That's, was that the same email? No. Well, anyways. Hey, Mike and Greg. So you got this one, right? Because this one, oh, this one is to Mike43, which happens to be your email. So he it's must know same, a lot of mics. It's the same email. Hey, yes, it is. So he must have figured out that he sent it to the wrong mic. But the other, the other mic called him up and said, what the hell are well, you talking about? Well, I'm just about? looking at this Mike43. How many freaking mics does he know? I mean, that's, that's a lot of mics. All right. Uh, did Very you, you, uh, so you didn't get this one. This one is from James. Not distinctive like Shaft. Yeah, Shaft is very distinctive, very, yes. you know, singular. Yes. <clears throat> uh, hey, Greg, first I'd like to Stand. say... Stands out. I first mean. I'd like to say, shut up, Richard, while I'm reading, but uh, that's not what he wanted to say. He said, hey, first I'd like to say your IMW podcast shows a more personable side of you. <laughs> well, thank you. And on my cast, we get the opposite. It's kind of cool. Anyway... <laughs> 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 Anyways, oh, I was wondering if I, you could send me a the, feed the for say, all your first own shows. Follow. You, Mike, no, and Richard, when present, give some good food for thought. If you can't or if you can't or just don't have enough time uh, for the feed, maybe you could revisit your old show topics. In the DF discussion, someone came up with this show idea. Does merchandise run attractions or attractions run merchandise or do oh. true synergy? I remember that one. I thought of some more show ideas with your long-time experience of, at Disneyland. What was your favorite past attraction? What replaced it? Why did it close? If you could, which ones would you bring back and where would you put it? So on and so on and so on. I was wondering, with your disagreement with Disney's take on the future, what would you do to fix Tomorrowland and Future World? It sounds like we've got it. This was from DPN Disney 10 underscore 19 fan. It sounds like we got a lot of shows coming up with a lot of good ideas that we can either revisit or add to from what we've done in the past. Um, I will forward you this, Mike, because when asking for feeds, you seem to be the keeper of feeds and can give him okay. a quick link to all those. Uh, so that is a good one. First right. of all, I, I have to address his misconception there at the beginning of his letter. It has to be stated that IMW is a prepared show where you get to actually script it and you get to actually edit it and everything. What's your so point? You sound, you sound a lot nicer. On this show Fuck where you. there is no preparation and there Screw is no you. script, you are your typical asshole self. That's, that's the right. real Greg. My cast is real Greg. IMW is no. plastic Greg. That, 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 people, that, 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 who, people other than you two assholes if, who have met me know that I'm the nicest, <laughs> sweetest guy in the world. If, I just if, like okay. to get my frustrations from all this California driving out I, once a week, and I do it at you guys. I gotta tell you, if anybody wants to know the real Greg McNaughton, they are listening to the real McCoy right now. <laughs> the IMW show is not real Greg. That's that's Greg going through spin and publicity, no. getting the the micecast. Uh, Greg is the dumbed down Greg, so I can come down to you guys as level. <laughs> All right, okay. moving on. We have one from. Oh wait, I'm sorry. This was a guy asking me to send the money in the bank of Hang Sing Bang in nice. uh, Hong Kong. We won't be reading that one. What a prick! I hate those emails. <laughs> it, it, wait. It, it, 
I'm, I might actually have some money over there. Is, is that the letter that was? <laughs> did, you, that says, yeah. did you send he, some so you could get the money out of the, that country where the guy? Yeah, he yeah. promised me that he'd be able to get that note to me so I could just exchange it. It won't be that hard. All right. Uh, we've got a few coming from Mark in Montana. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, he said, basically, his question was in the subject line. Did you guys see the Google 3D Disney World is up? I yes. did, by the way. Very freaking cool. And then his basically his question is, when do we get Disneyland? And my guess would be, we won't. But the Disney World one is pretty cool. Now, then he writes me in the second one and says, though it doesn't work, it doesn't work worth a shit. Now, <laughs> that's right. When I went, when I went and used it at work, it, it was pretty good. It you worked. could go through the castle. I mean, it worked I, fine for me too. Yes, but now I it's can... not. It's not three D, like you know, virtual reality games and stuff. But you know, it, it is. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, okay, yeah, I must have sent this for my iPhone because I got a copy. I answered him. Okay, moving on. Oh, no, that was sorry. Every time I send something from the iPhone, it sends me one as a copy. So that was an answer. I've been trying to answer these guys, at least saying we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Mark answers back. Maybe I should check it out again. Couldn't get it to work worth a turd. <laughs> I like Mark. I hope all Montana's like that because Mark cracks me up. I have to visit well, that place someday. Just relax. They got the big wide open spaces. As you call you call saying things don't worth worth a shit and turd relax. It sounds like it's got some pent up anger in it. But no, that's not pent up anger. That that's that's the no BS. Tell it as it is. Okay, that's, that's a calm, relaxed person. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see. Oh, Brian Martin. Did you want to read the Brian Martoff one, Mike? I have like three or four emails I know you guys didn't get, so you. Well, you okay, I keep going through all these. All right. Just shoot your wad, and then I'll go back and. <sighs> all right. For those who don't know who Brian Martoff is, he's got a few websites. One's Big Brian's page. Uh, he's got the Mousing It Up podcast. It says since 1999. I do not remember Mousing It Up um, back in 1990. I, I said I said 1997. I know he's had the postcard website and the trip reports and stuff, and he's occasionally written some articles on All Ears Net for Deb Wills. Um, but anyways, he writes us, Hi, Greg, Mike, and Richard. He was nice enough not to use Shaft for you, Richard. Though well, the email you. was sent to shaft at myscast.com. He didn't address you as shaft. Uh, since no one can follow every Disney group out there, and I thought you might appreciate this link to some old Disneyland pictures, the part of this page I really love are the 1969 shots of Disneyland. Growing up in SoCal, which I did not know he did until this email, in the 70s, many of these are the Disneyland the way I remember it. Though flipping through every one once in a while, there is one jarring difference. Like it is in the new Tomorrowland that I remember, but the Utopia cars had not yet changed over to the models I grew up with. So he's got a link here, which is um, Keen, K-E-A-N-E, pics.com. Yeah, I was looking at that website. Yeah, there's yeah. a forward slash theme parks, forward slash DL. I'm sure you don't need to go through all those to find the links to get to the lower page. Uh, he's got one that says the Indian Village is still here, and I remember that. Richard probably does, too. I don't know if Mike does. Uh, I don't think you were on this coast when the Indian Village was still here. Uh, yeah, see, I, see, that's where your misconception is. Oh, that's because you, you left here, went out there for a while, and came back. Is that what you're telling me? Okay, Correct. Okay. I know. Well, see, you picked up all your manners from the East Coast, I can see. I know I probably saw that as a small child, but I just... Let's see, but 
I was just too small to have any real memories of it. Not unlike Richard being held by Walt Disney when he was dead, but you know, we won't go into that. And this shot of tomorrow, <laughs> do you want to go into that story, Richard? No, that's correct. No, okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell that story sometime, Richard. It's actually a very touching, uh, touching okay. story. <laughs> in this shot of tomorrow, why, in this shot, no one can see this shot, and I can't even see because I don't have it up. In this shot of Tomorrowland Terror Stage, you can see folks exiting from the second level, the Carousel of Progress in the background. Oddly enough, I do remember seeing people coming down that ramp when I was a kid, remembering that the original pre-America Sings paint scheme, but I don't recall ever being on it myself until I first visited Florida in 1996. Well, that's actually too bad because, you know, the original uh, Carousel of Progress, you, at the final scene, you got out of your seats and you walked onto the stage area, up a ramp, and you got yeah. to see yeah. the full model of what was to be Progress. Epcot or the city of the future, not the little Progress. tiny ped, you know, wedge-shaped pie cut that you see on the TTC at in Florida now. I mean, it was Progress City. Five times that size, Progress City. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was huge. It was. It was, it, they, it was huge. Florida was like, yeah, one panel compared to. Oh, they were yeah. missing the other nine panels that yeah, went yeah, to that yeah. model. That was an awesome model. There are a lot of other great pictures in that update, including some of the characters' old-style costumes, which are very funny, some of the old ones. Here's the link to that section. And I, I don't think I need to break those down. If you get to this Keen's pick, Dot com. You'll find all these little uh, what, what, sub-levels. K-E-A-N-E. Well, you know what? If you checked your shaft at MiceCast email, you'd have this. But K-E-A-N-E-S-P-I-C-S.com. By the way, I found this link to this set on the rec.arts.disney.parks usernet group. Keen has been oh, posting gosh. a lot of about scanning old pictures there will probably be more forthcoming in future months. And re recently, Holly Dog in the DPN said her mom was going to be scanning some old photographs from when they were kids, put the, putting them up. And i I got to go hit my mom up and all her slides. Uh, I'm sure there's some great old shots from the uh, mid-60s, uh, early 70s that would probably be uh, lots of fun to see. So I'll see if I can get my hands on those and scan them also. So moving on, while well, that website is loading, just to see, uh, you got... I got Miles. You have some. You got Miles too, right? Yes. All right. This is our Coast Guard cutter dude, uh, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Just wanted to let you guys know I'm all choked. Or I'm sorry, all choked up. I'm choked up listening to your podcast. I uh, just want to send such small type. I'm. You know, um, here. Do you want me to read it then? Yeah, Since go ahead. my eyes are okay. Well. Go ahead and read that. <clears throat> I may have no hair, but my eyeballs are still, you know, you know, un un untouched by. Lasers. lasers or whatever, yeah. Laser. Yeah, no, I can, you know, at this close, I probably should put glasses on, but I swear it's like in 0. 0.6 uh, okay. type of here. <laughs> just want to let you guys know I am all checked into my new job and actually just got done with our first week underway. It sure is nice to just be doing days underway at a time, doing days underway at a time now instead of months, and being the number two guy has its perks as well. When we are in Port Newport, I can't believe how nice of a view of Newport Harbor I have. It really just doesn't seem like going to work. I'm ready to show you guys around if you still want to tour the Cutter and our little facility here in Newport, actually Corona Del Mar. We are right there on the Bayside Drive at the OC Sheriff and County Lifeguard buildings. Just let me know and we can start tossing dates around. Oh yeah, I'm ready, because especially <laughs> if we can do the show from the Cutter. 
Yeah, weekend. It's he's getting to that. Weekends are obviously the best time since no one is really around except my OOD, which is officer of the day or deck. I don't know which term that Coasties use. Probably some O2 nobody, right? Yeah. Well, no, they're, the his cutter's all enlisted folk. Okay, but there's, Miles, one, there's one officer, right? No, not even an he, officer. I don't so, think so. so we're, we're talking then. Um, uh, E7s and E7 or E8s is the boss, and Miles is number two as an E6. Wow, so non-commissioned officer, officer of the day. Okay, yes, fine, NCO. But, I mean, but that's so. what you're getting to. It's an NCO of the day, but still, yeah. well, that's pretty cool because, well, you know, the army still the army still has non-officers uh, flying helicopters, don't they? You got warrants. Warrants. Yeah. warrants, yes, warrant officers. All right, anyway, so if you guys can't all come together, I have no problem with setting up multiple dates. I know Mike was talking about bringing someone along. Yes, that would be the, the boy. Then if you want, later this summer, maybe you can do an on-location mice cast out there. The boy without a name? <laughs> just let me know, and I'll hook you guys up, and you'll be getting somewhat of VIP treatment. Since I just realized that a big part of my job on there now seems to be PR. I can't believe how many calls I've gotten in just the last two weeks about tours and bringing schools to buy to see the cutter. Turns out she is a pretty popular cutter, probably since she's the only Coast Guard asset in Orange County. Take care and enjoy your week, Miles. Very good. And then, of course, then of course, there's a PS here about getting the email about offering line equipment, and if he's hearing this, he knows the answer is yes, you got it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, um, have you guys been seeing or watching When We Left the Earth on Discovery? You know, I caught nope. a little bit of it the other Just, night. I forgot to set the recorder. Um, but you know what? I hate to say this, but I've seen a lot of these interviews or similar interviews before, especially with um, what's the guy that wears all the vests uh, for Mission Control? France. Uh, yes. What's his Gene, Gene Kratz. Gene Kratz. Gene Kratz. And I don't know, but for the last couple years, you know, because we've had the you know the the anniversaries of the moon landings, and we've had the from Earth to the Moon from uh, Tom Hanks and. I've seen him on TV in the History Channel and Discovery Channel so much. When I flipped it on, it's, it was almost kind of like seeing some of those same things again. So I, ah, uh, dude, you're you're selling you're selling yourself short. This all the footage, with the exception of the interviews, is all from the period, and it's all been remastered for high def. Really? So yes, yeah, so they're showing all the rocket launches, all the Gemini rocket launch. I mean, they're blazing through this. It's not. I mean, like the first hour was all of. Um, the Mercury program. The second hour has been all the Gemini program. Yeah, the one I saw um, was Gemini with the first, with our first uh, uh, walks outside the cabin. Spacewalk, yeah. And, and all that. But so. you know, they and, and they have yeah. they have subtitles of all the radio transmissions, or not all of them, but a lot of them. The, the important ones where they're making their point about how they had a hard time with this, or this is that, or they had to, you know, they the rendezvous went well, but the the actual docking one mission had a problem, and then they'll cut to the actual astronauts who are still alive, talking about it. Yeah, I saw some of those yeah. interviews uh, too. You know, I can say again from the Gemini one. You know, maybe I'll wait till the series is done and then go get it in the repeats or it'll, pick it up on DVD. It's supposed to be on Blu-ray here soon, so. Because I, 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 I mean, picked up a few. Like I've got one called the Hist or uh, Century of Flight. Yeah, you can find it in Walmart and all those places. It comes in a big tin. There's also one on uh, the Apollo program or the space program. Uh, but I love that kind of stuff. It's just I missed the first night. When I missed the first night, then... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, the point is, or I was getting to, is the boy has been glued to it. 
Oh, good, good. You know, I'm, you know, he's getting it, and he's, he's understanding, and just interesting to watch how he knows why people have to wear spacesuits now, and I don't know, just, I thought so it was... More in a fashion statement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, the one interview that kind of impressed me is they dug up the guy who was a helicopter pilot that was trying to save Gus Grissom's capsule. Oh, really? Liberty 7. That would be yes. interesting. That helicopter pilot was on this talking about how well, I had hooked up and the thing was pulling me under and I didn't notice old Gus is having a problem. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I had, you know, like this, this warning light came on that says, you know, I got pretty much like three minutes left before the thing's going to fall apart. And but it, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He was an old guy. Yeah, so I, I'd recommend it. All right, well, I, I will take your recommendation because I, I saw all the previews getting ready. And then I, the one night I saw it, which was mostly Gemini stuff, um, it was a lot of stuff where I've seen these interviews, you know, or similar interviews with the same guy. Because uh, some of these guys, you know, you wonder if they're on a, a circuit just to get, because they've been out of, you Some know, money. You know, well, either they're out of money, they've been out of the, uh, the limelight, and they need they need some validation again. You kind of wonder sometimes about Bob Gurr, who's everywhere, right? Bob Gurr, yeah. the the Disney WDI whore right now. He's yep. everywhere, and so was Charlie, um, uh, uh, Charlie Ridgeway for a while. Ridgeway, yeah. And it's like, it's almost. I wanted to interview these guys too. And I'm like, God, it's it's just like oversaturated. You know, we need to wait a while and then try to come up with different questions with a different twist. So you wonder, is the guy just bored? You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys should be retired military guys. So they should have some money, you know. But well, so I don't think it's necessarily about the money. But you know, we go through through cycles when we have, you know, anniversaries or for whatever reason the space program is popular again. Um, I don't know if you've been to NASA's website lately to see the new launch vehicles that will replace uh, the space shuttle in 2012. Which, no. Oh my! Well, God, you, you need to go. It's. The funny thing is, when I clicked on it, I'm like, that looks like Apollo, except for the rocket. Well, it pretty much is a lot like Apollo, but much larger. The rocket is much smaller uh, because it'll go up in Werner von Braun's original idea, which two launches, rendezvous in space, and then go on from there. So the rocket looks a little spindly. It comes down kind of the same thickness as the, uh, the command vehicle or the uh, capsule, and then it goes down skinny after that but the, I think it's Ares is what it's called but if you go to the NASA si site and look this up I happen to catch it because I'm on a uh, rotating NASA picture of the day on my Google and one went by of this what looked like an Apollo vehicle it's it's going to be outfitted two different ways one just to take people to the space station six astronauts can be taken up in this capsule to the space station to go to the moon it will take four people and the big difference is this time, all four will go to the surface, and they'll leave it unattended in orbit. And the landing vehicle looks similar and dissimilar to the lunar lander, uh, but there's a whole bunch of information. They've already got one built that they're test dropping, and um, so they were just talking about how well the Apollo system worked, and now, you know, you got microprocessors, you, everything is smaller, you know, they can free some space up, plus it's just larger, too. Uh, but I think it's Ares. If you look, um, yeah, I want to say it is Ares, A-R-E-S, I believe, or something like that. But check it out. Find right. the NASA site. Are you looking? I'm at, I'm at the NASA site. Okay. I clicked on a thing called Aeronautics X-48B Test Flights. Is that this? Thing? Oh. 
I see this spindly thing here. Lunar landing vehicle performing a test flight? Oh, that's 1964. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. The All famous right. Neil Armstrong shot where uh, he ended up ejecting. All right. All right, let's move on. I'll do this offline. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I'll, when we're talking, I'll see if I get I mean, I mean, we could talk about, you know, we could, if we want to tie this in, we could say Buzz went on a shuttle ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that whole little promotional thing I thought was and 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 Buzz is still so up in outer space right now. Yeah, he stayed aboard the space station, and uh, they the, that was part of the Toy Story opening today. Was there was a little promotion there with that, and they had uh, one of the chiefs with NASA there giving her speech and everything else. Really. Yeah, it's this, It's not just uh, Disney that was adding that to have Buzz Lightyear's. Buzz Lightyear's the first of many, but what they're doing is they're that NASA has this new toys in space program where they're taking up different popular toys and showing you know just the basic type of stuff that we saw when we were kids that would go, ooh, that's neat, that's cool, in an effort to get the kids to start going the oohs and ahs and get them interested in space science again. Cool. Well, here, have your kid go to this site, Mike. It's nasa.gov forward, okay. forward slash mission underscore pages. And, you know, if you keep going, but if you get to the missions or just get to nasa.gov and across the top, you're going to have home news missions. You yeah, click missions, on, yeah. Click on missions. And then you, they're in alphabetical order, Mission Finder. Go to Ares, A-R-E-S. Oh, yeah, Ares is the name for Mars. Yeah, okay. So NASA completes review milestones for the new Ares first stage. So if you keep looking at that, and the, the second one is the Ares launch vehicle. You're going to see the small spindly one with the kind of Apollo-type uh, capsule on it. That's the uh -huh. vehicle that will put the guys up or the girls up. And the one next to it is the one that will take the service module and the lunar lander up in it, and then they they link up together. And if if you got the same picture I did, if you look on the right where it says related multimedia, uh, and so the 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 right or the right the right vehicle the the vehicle the astronauts are going to go in is called Orion. So you got the Orion crew module at Dryden. Okay, they've got pictures yeah. of the the actual crew module that they're working on right now and testing. And it's very I got to say it's bitching. I mean, this is, it kind of seems like we're going backwards to go back to a, you know, a, a spam in a can, just a big capsule that we're going to launch out into space with, you know, no pilot control per se, like, you know, the, uh, capsule. the uh, uh, space shuttle has been, but the space shuttle has been very costly. This is a much more cost effective way to go, I guess. At least that's, the, that's what they're saying. But there's a lot of information here um, about the, the new missions going to the moon and then on to Mars. So... Uh, check it out. I think he'll like it. That's that's cool. Oh, I, when I came across this, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I haven't heard anything about this. But I think you'll find in here that it says it's either 2010 or maybe 11 that the shuttle missions will end. And we're going to have a gap before this one's supposed to be ready and going of a year, I think, or a year or two. Yeah. So, um, so it's well worth looking into. So let's get back to our email. I think I okay. have. Well, you know, this last one from Liana is I, I can't really read it. In detail, you know, she's heard me talking about character breakfast. She had sent them some emails, didn't get, didn't exactly get some fuzzy, feel nice things back from them. And they, you know, quite honestly, they are a WDW centric uh, podcast. It, very little 
information about Disneyland, and usually it's incorrect, and I'm sending them little corrections, and I've become kind of their little, you know, sounding block for Disneyland uh, when they don't quite know what they're talking about or have it right. Uh, and it's it's not intentionally; they just don't, you know, they've never been to Disneyland or were there as a kid, so they have no current um, uh, information. Wait, who is start? Oh, Richard sends me a text. I'm starting to yeah, crash. Yeah, thank you. Can Greg. we end the show? Yeah, so starting to what? He's starting to crash. I'm, I'm, Shall I'm, we I'm, end the show? I'm 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 starting to I'm starting to phase out here. My my me, eyes. Me get sleepy. Is that yeah. what you mean by crash? Yeah. He can get never sleepy? say it straight, right? I'm tired. I want to go to bed. No, I'm crashing. What's that mean? Uh, I'm crashing. I'm, are, I, I, are your I'm, circuits I'm on here. overload? No, I'm sitting right, fine. and suddenly my my eye. I'm noticing I'm not focusing into the screens here. Well, you haven't seen to have had a focus, you know, coherent thing to say in a while. So maybe that is all right. Well, I've so got let's, like let's finish let's finish this letter off, and um, well, we're going got, to one that Richard or Mike has. I got I got four or five emails to read. <laughs> Do you want to save them for next week, Richard? <laughs> uh, huh? We need to. I, I, I'm. It, it right. has been a very long day today. That's fine. So, I'm okay with that. Well, thank you most kindly. I'll let You're I'll let the real Greg. Time. I'll let the real Greg McCut and let you have it. Yeah, the real one, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the plastic dice one. Yeah. <laughs> Notice he's not saying anything. Yeah, I know. No, I'm that. actually making a post on the forums right now, so. Oh, oh, so you can't, you can't even do us the courtesy. He's, he's, no, I'm, I'm ignoring your BS since Richard's crashing anyways. He's already okay. bored. Okay, ignoring so. the BS. Uh, well, fine. Did, did you actually fit it? Do we, <laughs> did we did actually we, finish reading uh, the last email? That, that, that one that Greg had with, uh, what was it, Leona? We talked about Coast Guard Cutter Tour, then Liana. Liana. We're basically saying that, you know, um, I wouldn't want to read word for word, but it, she just didn't sync with them as being a uh, pretty much a Disneyland person, and they're pretty much a Disney World. And without a common frame of reference, I don't think she's been to Disney World or has been long enough that she doesn't have a lot of you know good references so to her she doesn't find it quite as interesting and i believe she had suggested you know some more disneyland type um uh information that's just not their show it's it's like asking the official walt disney world podcast to do disneyland it's just you know just, yeah. just not what it's about. I mean, she gave it a good shot. I, I think everything was done, you know, for the right reasons. But uh, they are, a, excuse me, a decent, funny podcast. But they are primarily uh, Walt Disney World, ninety nine point nine 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 percent. So nothing wrong with that. It's just the well, way it is. Uh, not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching one of Beyond Main Street's uh, recent uh, things. He was going down to ten things he learned about Disneyland. Uh, uh-huh. About when he was at West, I was just cracking up because he admits he's mainly a Walt Disney World guy, though he likes Disneyland. So it's always it's always interesting to hear other people's perspectives of the the park. You know, I'm really a Disneyland guy, but I really dig just going to the the whole resort thing. So for me, I think I appreciate both more than some do who are just so wrapped up in Walt Disney World they almost can't open up to Disneyland, which I Correct. just I just don't get. But you know, to each his own. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, Yesterland, I've been digging the yes around Yesterland for the Magic Journey and the Magic Eye Theater. Yeah. yeah. And there's a sentence here. 
Although built for Captain EO, Disneyland's Magic Eye Theater opened in May 1986 with the delightful Magic Journeys, the original 3D movie from Epcot's Imagination Pavilion. Actually, Magic Journeys was no stranger to Disneyland's Tomorrowland, having enjoyed a previous run of the outdoor space stage. <laughs> so Richard, it ran it. Were right. And so was I. I said it, went in, it was indoors before they okay. put Captain EO okay. in. Yeah, but you were saying it was only indoors and never outside. No, no, no. I said I don't. I didn't disagree that it was outside. My disagreement was that it was always outside or only outside. I see what you're saying. You, you're, you guys you're are saying, saying it was. Yeah, you know, actually, that you say that the Magic Eye Theater came in, and it was a little while before EO came around. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It, I remember the theater being built for EO, but it was like EO wasn't Actually, ready for now it. That, now just, that you, you say know. that, Richard, I don't think that it was ever. Well, maybe from the inside, because you worked there at that time, I didn't. Um, I don't remember them saying it was built for EO. I remember it becoming the Magic Eye Theater, and the present movie that was in there um, was was that. But I, I distinctly remember watching it in the old space stage outside, and it only showed at night because they had they waited until dark. dark. It needed to be dark. Yes. So, uh, I, I remember I remember it when when the theater first opened and uh, they did still have Magic Journeys. It was but the theater was specifically designed predominantly to be able to have uh, Captain Neo in because uh, all the fiber optics and the uh, the effects, the smoke the, effects, uh, the laser, nitrogen, yeah, yeah, had nitrogen smoke and everything was already installed in the theater, but we didn't have Captain Neo yet. Uh, the lighting was there, but it just... Well, that may be. They didn't really advertise it that way. We didn't necessarily know that it was late, I don't think. but. Well, according to Yesterland, it's approximately four months because it opened in May. Oh, then maybe it e was, e yeah. EO started in September. So it wasn't uh, very long at all. Yeah, quite well. Yeah, maybe the editing wasn't done or something wasn't working. So, you know, to get some butts in the seat. Yeah, maybe. Cool. Well, I, all right, so there you go. There you, there you uh, go. Okay. Go. No matter where you go, no matter where you, you are, are, no matter where you go, there you are. You are exactly. Right. Okay. All right. Are we gonna let? Are we gonna hang up so Richard can? Uh, I think we need to drag it on just to see if Richard can handle it or not. What? Well, let's put it this way: Is any of your emails going to suggest us doing another show, or are they just you know good old boys, out of boys, and? Uh, no, no. There's, there's a. Uh, there's a show suggestion. Let's see, five twenty-four. Brian, I got the Brian. Yeah, I got. Well, why don't you do this, Mike? So Disneyland, Disneyland and Blockbusters. So wants to know about uh, tying uh, attractions to Blockbusters. Yeah, actually, a pretty good okay, idea. So here. actually, you're doing what I was going to suggest. Just give us, you know, kind of let those people know. Maybe use their names. We, because Richard was tired, we're not going to get to your email tonight, but we will do them the next time, and that way they know. Because sometimes we don't get to answer them by typing back so it's like where did these emails go at least now we can put it out that Richard was too tired but we'll get back to this okay well this one's from another one from Brad on the Mitten about Disneyland and Blockbusters okay um, Pod sent me some cool pictures of a of an air show in New York Jones Beach New York cool cool Let's see movie themed rides at Disneyland and California Adventures from a guy named Mr. Do. <laughs> Scott, Scott, Snow Squatch Black. <laughs> okay, this is the guy that thinks I look like Curly Joe. <laughs> well, you do. For the three, for the three Stooges. Okay, that works. Uh, for me. <laughs> let's see, uh, Terry Mann, the guy, the lawyer from Nashville, that asked us about the uh, the Fantasmic show. You know, if it was worth buying the dessert. Yeah, Terry uh, Mann was at uh, James Earl Jones. 
I don't know. Sorry, obscure movie reference. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah very uh, he he was talking about uh, wanting to know about our take on rude people and morons. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see. We said that enough times there. And that's about it. Well, cool. So, so okay. you know, we'll actually read those next time when. You know, All right. Well, as a semi wrap up, because I know we have an actual out, you know, out. But um, Mouse Fest is coming up in a few months, right? December. We the yep. DPN will have a presence. We've got I think three meets uh, on the boards to go. A stupid Judy meet, which we're going to uh, endeavor to try to fill up a entire ride vehicle in in stupid Judy. So that that will be. Um, a lot of fun and a challenge. How many people is that? How many people does one of those things hold? I think Earl said, and I might be quoting, I might be paraphrasing, a shitload. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, they're like, I know they could seat like 20 people across. Yeah, it would be a really big, you know, it would be the ultimate meet to get everybody, you know, enough people to fill it up. But, you know, there's there is so much talk um on Mouse Fest about meets that have just got too large that are impacting the um, uh, park operations. The park operations. So having you know multiple meets of the same attraction is not discouraged, but in fact I think encouraged. Um, some of the meets, either because of the personality, because of the attraction that's chosen, have just become huge. Uh, the Safari, the Expedition, Everest, uh, a lot of them have become really large. So um, we we don't you know Mouse Fest doesn't want to draw too much attention it, it's kind of a double-edged sword disney def- definitely enjoys us being there we book hotel rooms we spend a lot of money but on the other hand if we're going to impact park operations security starts getting upset because we're blocking you know access and uh people yeah, yeah. Are angry blah 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 so who knows that would be very cool if we could fill up one ride vehicle uh so i'm not going to say i doubt if we can do it my plan is let's try to Fill one up, and we need to start pumping it uh, and get people to show up for that. So that's got to be at least two hundred people. Yeah, that's the stupid Judy meet at University of Energy, and these are working titles right now. Um, we're gonna have the Goat Goat Goat, which is bringing a little West Fest to Mouse Fest. So that is probably gonna become like a signature uh, type idea. And then the other one is continuing the West Fest uh, banquet party with Yeehaw Bob on the first night. So you. If you don't want to spend the extra 50 bucks or so to go to the uh, Mickey's Christmas. Very Merry Christmas uh, party, uh, a lot of us will be hanging out over to see Bob uh, continuing his banquet show in the Port Orleans Riverside uh, venue. So then I think someone else is having one later. So if you miss it the Thursday, I think there's another one Friday or Saturday. So you have plenty of opportunities to uh, see Yeehaw Bob in one way or another. Because I know some people don't get there until Friday. Uh, We'll be there Thursday. Uh, So that that should be a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. And we'll have some promos going soon. Um, So that's that's some of the, you know, stuff coming out of the committee, the the planning committee. So just stay tuned to the boards for all that kind of stuff. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fun that I want be partaking in this year you well you you half-assed partake the last time and the time before so (laughs) okay uh richard any last moments from your stupor that you have any last thoughts 
<laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> He's already silencing the cell phone. He's just, just, just muttering in his sleep right now. All right. Um, no, I can't think of anything. Um, I mean, hey, Toy Story opened today, and that was the big and, news of the day. So, what, what? Okay, we should have asked. What was the average wait in the queue? Did you notice? I, I, I really didn't notice. I was too busy. Uh, okay, let me ask I, you this because we'll probably be able to figure this out. There's queues on on the water side, and there is a pretty extensive queue on the attraction side. Were both of those queues full? Uh, as I was about to say, I really don't know. I wasn't oh. in a position to take a look at it, and when I was actually over on that side of the park, I was pretty doggone busy. I never had a chance to glance. You even never had a time I, to open your eyes and sweep. It's, remember, security is supposed to observe, look, uh, see. I, I was not doing security. I don't think he was wearing a security no, are, are you Okay, you currently are on loan again? was on loan at the time, and I okay. was extremely busy. Well, shoot, you can be there not in costume, not working, and manage to see a guy smoking in the wrong area and tell him so. You couldn't imagine to <laughs> get a scoop like this for our podcast? I, I see where your priorities are. Between the Disneyland show and having uh, KTLA television, there and trying to keep track of my own stuff and name uh, dropper it was a bit <laughs> alright Mike anything any last minute wrap ups for you no no we'll just tell everyone we'll get we'll get your emails for next year next year next week <laughs> next week Freudian slip it's been yeah, it'll, 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 it'll always seem like it it'll always no, seem we, like a year we, we, right. be, we will be back doing this back on a regular schedule again Good. Okay. Richard personally guarantees that. So. Oh, good. How about you, Greg? Any any last things you want to? Well, I think I threw that in with the West Fest things. Um, okay. Uh, no, other than, you know, our political gestures is a little off because Richard hasn't been available lately to uh, record that one. But we, we've missed some great political moments. I know. I, I I'm kicking myself on that. I'm about ready to call up my Canadian buddy and just ask him what it's like to be, you know, a Canadian and how politics affect him down here, uh, or did how they, our, our politics here affect him up there. It really laughed that loud at us. So. Well, no, I mean, um, you would. I think you'd find it interesting what. Um, I I actually would. I would what, find what, it. What he says, how what happens here affects them, and what their gas prices are right now. So it's very, very, very interesting. That that would be an interesting conversation. We should do that together, anyways. Yeah. All right, well, no, so that's it. I'll let Mark take us out, and we'll see you guys next time. Good night. Good night. This is Yeehaw Bob Jackson inviting you to join my buddies from the Disney Podcast Network December 11th at Walt Disney World. I'll be at Port Orleans Riverside Resort, and we'll be saving you a seat. Thank you for listening to this episode of MiceCast, your source for Disney discussion with an attitude. 
Even though the guys would never dream of doing any real research for the topics they discuss on the show, they do their homework when it comes to their advertisers. If you're planning a vacation to Walt Disney World, your one-stop planning headquarters is Orlando Vacation. Let the staff at Orlando Vacation, people who actually know what they're talking about, make your next Walt Disney World trip an easy one. To contact Orlando Vacation, click their link at micecast.com. You've heard the guys refer to Brian McDaniel's book as a source of information for their show. You can get a copy of this book for yourself. It's called Walt Disney World, The Full Report, Third Edition. It's an irreverent, funny guide to the Walt Disney World parks, filled with off-the-wall insights you'll be repeating to your friends and family, just like Greg does. Get your copy today by clicking the link at micecast.com. Thanks again for listening, and join us again next time.